This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. James chapter number five. We can do King James, that's fine. James chapter number five, we're going to read verse 16 this week. I am prepared. This Sunday, I am prepared. Hallelujah. James chapter 5 verse 16 and it reads, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. Now, this is where we're going. The second part of it. It says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I want to read that again. It says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now that we've read that scripture, I want us to really, what we're going to do in this, um, this Sunday is we're going to break down and we're going to dissect this scripture. Somebody say dissect this scripture. The Bible is letting us know here in James chapter 5 verse 16 that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. Last week we covered the fact that we are not righteous by ourselves. The righteousness that we're talking about is not about what you have done. It is about what he has done. The fact that we are righteous and we can stand before God is because he gave us, bestowed upon us that righteousness. The righteousness that we are talking about is a gift from God. Because the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but, I love the but, but the gift of God is eternal life. It is not your righteousness because the Bible lets us understand that our righteousness before God is still filthy. As righteous, think of the most righteous. Usually for us in the redeemed Christian church of God, when we have that image in our mind of the most righteous, we know who we think of. And the Bible is letting us understand that as a man, the most righteous that you could possibly... Before God, it's still filthy. We are not able. That is why he that is able came to do it and take that place for us. We were not able. We are not able. And so the only way is to take on the righteousness of God. And so the moment we understand that the righteousness that we're talking about. It's not based on what I do. For this scripture in James chapter 5 verse 16. For us to understand it. We need to understand first as I said. We're dissecting the scripture. The first thing we're taking out of this scripture. Is the word righteous man. And we understand from last week as a buildup from what we're doing today is a buildup from last week. We understand that righteousness is bestowed on us. It's not because we loved him, but because he loved us and died for us. Demonstration of love is how we have righteousness. So anyone who feels that they are going to act based on their righteousness, will never qualify. 
if you're acting based on your own righteousness, it's not good enough. If you decide to move in any dimension in the things of God with your own righteousness, it can never meet up. So do yourself a favor and take on his righteousness. The Bible is telling us in James chapter 5 verse 16 that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. I want us to look at this righteousness thing a little bit further. Let's look at Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3, we're going to read 21 and 22. Romans chapter 3, verse 21 and 22, and it says, But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been what? Revealed as attested by the law and the prophets. Verse 22, and it says, And this righteousness, which righteousness? The righteousness we're talking about. It says, And this righteousness from who? From who? Can you please speak back to me? From who? Are you reading the same scripture that I'm reading? It says, and this righteousness from who? From whom? From God comes through faith in Jesus Christ. Last week we talked about that it is by believing. is how we receive that gift. And it's a package deal. Part of that gift is the righteousness that he gives upon, give to us. By standing in our place, dying on the cross, making sure that there is no distance now and there is no, there's no issues between God and us or us reaching God. The Bible says that when he died, it tore from the top to the bottom. That holiest of holy stuff was removed out of the way because now when we stand before God the only thing that he sees is Jesus Christ hallelujah the only thing that, G that God sees when you stand you know that's why it tore from the top to the bottom the sacrifice that was made on the cross is what he sees because that sacrifice paid for your sins and for my sins. The wages of sin is death. And who died it? Jesus died it. He paid for it. He stood in my place. The death that you and I were supposed to die, he took it upon himself. He punished it upon himself so that you and I can stand. And when we stand, he sees the sacrifice. When, he, when we stand, he sees the blood. When we stand, he's not recognized me as my righteousness. He sees the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Do I hear an amen? 22 of Romans chapter 3 says, And this righteousness from God comes. Comes, meaning you get it. You receive it. How? Faith in Jesus Christ to all. Hallelujah. Still dissecting, we're going back now to James chapter 5. James chapter 5, we're reading, we're, we're looking at verse 16. And in there, so we already handled righteous, yes? 
we understand that that righteous there is you. Hallelujah. You, because you believe in Jesus. The fact that you believe in Jesus, you can plug yourself right in there. That says the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. Now let's look at prayer. Prayer means committed demand. Committed demand, something you are very serious about. You are committed to it. Amen. Prayer means a committed demand, something that you are very serious about. So we understand righteous, we're dissecting. Amen, church? We understand righteous. We understand when it says the righteous man. It's not talking about you, Sister Betty, and what you done did. There is nothing that you can possibly do to fit into this equation. That's why you have to take on the image of Christ. Hallelujah. Take on the gift of Christ. Same thing with me. I have to take on the image of Christ. I have to take on the gift of Christ to fit into this equation. And now we're looking at prayer. Prayer, I said, means committed demand. Something you are very serious about. Now, I want us to look at the fact that in the original Greek text, you will understand that the New Testament was written in Greek, yeah? In the original Greek text, prayer comes actually before that word fervent. If you look at the original text, the original Greek text, prayer, prayer comes before fervent. It's, it's, the, it's the prayer that is effectual because the effectual there is not the person. But the actual prayer, stay with me, we're going somewhere this morning. The effectual is, the, the, the effectual there is not the person praying, but the prayer itself. And the fervent, is fervent, availeth means, when we talk about availeth, it means vibrant. When we say what is availeth, it says availeth much. It means vibrant, something that is strong or use in power, use of power. Availeth, something strong, something that you use as far as power is concerned. Fervent means what works. Amen. So the way it's written like this, when you translate it in English, it looks like it's saying that we are fervent. So, you know, it looks like it's about how hard we shout in the place of prayer. It's, it looks like it's talking about how long we pray. Fervent. Fervent. It, lo it, it looks like if we translate it in English, it looks as though it's saying the person who is, you know, if you pray hard and you shout, like Pastor Joy shouts when she's preaching. No, it's not about the shouting. Tell your neighbor it's not about the shouting. And it's not about how long you spend in the place of prayer. Say that to your neighbor. Say it's not about how the shouting. And it's not about how long you stay in the place of prayer. Amen. When we talk about fervent, fervent means it works. Amen. So when, when, when it comes to prayer, it is not the, in the duration, like I mentioned. It's not in the duration, but the effectiveness of the prayer. Matthew chapter 6, verse 7. Let's look at that very quickly. Matthew chapter 6, verse 7. It says, but when ye pray, this is Jesus talking to uh, the, the, the people. 
It says, but when ye pray, use not vain repetition as the heathens do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. So I'm, I want to encourage us and let us understand that God does not determine the request of the prayer. So we already identified that it's not the, the strength that you put like shouting or the, oh, you know, the shouting does not make the prayer work anymore, anymore. And neither does the length. So we decide to do two hours of prayer. If the prayer that you're praying in two hours is not effective, your two hours is a waste of time. Do I hear an amen? amen? If you are not effective, then your two hours is a waste of time. So it's not about the the, the person that is using strength to pray. And it's not about the length of time that we are praying for it to work. What makes it work, according to scripture, is the righteous man. Amen. The Bible is letting us know in James chapter 5. Let's go back to that again. It says, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth. It works. The prayer of the righteous man works. So we need to understand that just because, you know, the Bible says that he knows what we ought to ask for before we ask. And he knows what we need before we even ask. But it doesn't change the fact that we still must ask. Amen. We still must ask. Now, the idea is, what is this asking? You know, one of the problems that I realize in the, when we are praying is we think that we have to be a certain way. When we have this ideology in our head, when it says the fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much, you are looking at your righteousness. And so, when you're trying to pray for the sick, you're thinking, I'm not worthy to pray for the sick. Or when you are about to pray for someone who is in the hospital, you feel like you are not worthy because you read this scripture that says the prayer of the righteous man. So, well, you know, yesterday, you know, I, you know, kind of lied a little bit on my nurse's notes or, you know, I, I did this and then so... Today, somebody is really in dire need, and I just feel like I can't pray for this person because I'm not righteous. And that's a lie from the pit of hell. And that's why I went through everything I just went through to make sure that we understand that righteousness is not what you have done. It's what he has done. When you are standing in the place of prayer and you are praying, the only thing that can stop the prayer from not being answered is you having inferiority complex and thinking that there is a problem where God has already taken the problem out of the way. Last week we said he nailed it to the cross. He took it out of the way. He blotted it out, nailed it to the cross. And so when we now stand in the place of prayer, we're feeling shaky. Oh, well, you know, well, you know, you know, for some religions, they're going to have to do a, about six our fathers and 
you know, say a whole bunch of other things and, you know, make sure they, you know, let me not be too specific so I don't be disrespectful to anybody. Praise God. But they got to say a certain amount of our fathers and a certain amount of this and read a certain amount of Psalms before they can. Somebody is in need. Hallelujah. Somebody is in need and you were worried about what you have done. When the Bible is letting us know and we read the scripture and I would like for us to go to it again. It says in Romans chapter 3 verse 22. It says, and this righteousness from God. Am I, am I making this up? I think I'm making it up. Are you reading with me? This righteousness from who? Is it from you? From God comes through what? Faith in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And then we're looking at James chapter 5 that's saying to us the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man. It works. It works if you believe. If you don't have any complex, you don't feel like, well, maybe, you know, God, God, maybe God don't want to answer this prayer. You know, maybe God, are we going to continue? Praise God. I'm jumping ahead of myself. I'm jumping ahead of myself. I want us to, so we, we talked about how, you know, it's not repetition. It's not repetition. Amen. Yeah. We talked about it's not repetition. I want us to look at Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 says, Now unto him, this is Paul. Paul is speaking here. Now unto him that is able. I love that word so much. Now unto him that is able. So that means take yourself outside of the equation. Remove yourself. Now unto him that is what? Able. I'm not able, but I got somebody that is on the inside of me that is able. And it says, now unto him that is what? Able to do exceeding abundantly. Oh my God. Exceeding abundantly. Above all we can do what? Above all we can do what? This morning we're talking about prayer. Answers to prayer. That So some people have this idea that well maybe God doesn't want to heal that person. How? How? By his stripes we are healed. How can you think he doesn't want to heal the person? The problem is not the scriptures. The problem with us is understanding. The problem is uh, with us is understanding who we are in Christ and our inheritance, our right, our boldness in Christ. It says, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all. Is that half? Does that mean he's going to heal sometimes? The problem is not with the word. The problem is with the person who is thinking, well, maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm not the one. Pastor Joyce is more, she can shout louder. Sister, it's not about me shouting. That's just my personality. Praise God. You can be as gentle as gentle. A dove. You can be as gentle as a dove and you lay hands and you speak according to the righteousness from God that is in you through faith. You're operating through faith and you're laying hands. You know, somebody told me this story before and not until I really started to study the word of God that I realized how is it possible. And always understand that we are not standing up on this pulpit to condone bad behavior. 
nor do we ever stand on this pulpit to condone sin. But there was this story that they said that this man of God who was living, who was uh, practicing infidelity, you know, he was with a woman that was not his wife. And then so he just had just left and he was on his way to church, pastor, on his way to church. When he got to church, there was a woman already waiting there with a dead baby. A man who just left adultery got to the church, took his hand, smacked the baby, and the baby came back to life. It's not about the pastor. Tell your neighbor it's not about the pastor. It's not about his righteousness. And that's, the, that's a very difficult thing for us to digest because we are so used to, you know, we come from a culture of you got to do something to get it. We, we cannot, it's difficult for us to understand that it's a gift. It's a gift. You have to separate the gift from the actual flesh. The flesh can be in operation. But when the gift and the anointing, you, you, you have to. Because you, we need to understand that we are, it's, it's not that time where they'll say, in order for, you know, in the olden days, in order for your son or your daughter to be healed, you got to bring six of this, six of that. So you got to do something. It can't just, you can't just, no, you got to do something. No, you don't have to do anything for you to have the love of God. Amen. So again, it's not that we are condoning sin, but we need to understand that when you are in the place of prayer, you are not being looked upon by God as yourself. He sees Jesus and the finished work that says by his stripes, the person is healed. It's not about you. Tell your neighbor it's not about you. Say it's not about you. Get off it. It's not about you. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says, Now unto him that is able. It's not me. That's more reason why we should understand when you lay hands or you're praying any kind of prayer. I'm just talking about healing. Every kind of prayer. It is not about you. You are not the one that is able. Hallelujah. You are not the one that is able. It says now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above that we ask or think according to the power. There is a power that's working in me. There is a power that's working in you. Do not allow the devil to come between you and Jesus. Do not allow the devil to make you feel that you cannot speak to the situation and it respond. If you allow it, that's where we have discrepancies. The times we were not confident enough is when we had discrepancies. But if we understand the boldness, look, it says... All this power, this exceeding abundant, exceeding abundant. That means if I am praying for somebody's, I don't know, I need a good example. Somebody has a broken leg, two broken legs. And I'm asking, Lord, please heal this person so that they will no longer be in pain. And the Lord, this exceeding abundantly above what I ask is that the person not only gets healed, stands up and starts walking and is made whole. He goes the extra mile. 
of what we ask. That's what this, this scripture is saying to us. Jesus goes the extra mile. So it should never be in our mind that he doesn't want to do it. He's already done it. Hallelujah. He's already what? Done it. Ephesians chapter 1. I want to look at before he even before Paul got to Ephesians chapter 3, he said something in Ephesians chapter 1. Let's look at it very quickly. From verse 16. We're going to read to 19. Ephesians chapter 1. It says, That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom. That's what we need in the place of prayer. The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Not you. You are not, I don't want to say important. It's not about you. It's about him. Amen. So he said that you may have revelation in the knowledge of him that will do it. Him that is able that you will have knowledge. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. That means I am big enough I am bold enough to stand there and say it. And the devil can't do nothing. He can't do nothing. He can't do nothing. He can't say, well, you know, you argued with, you, you, you argued with your husband last night. Trying to get me with that guilt. I said, get thee behind me, Satan. It's not about me. It's about him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above what I'm asking right now. And what I'm asking right now is for it to happen. Let it happen. It kind of sounds like magic, but it ain't magic. It's the blood. Hallelujah. It sounds like magic, but it ain't magic. It's the blood. Hallelujah. That ye may know what is the hope of his calling and the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the same. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who what? Believe according to. To the working of his mighty power. Hallelujah. Let's look at how NLT says that at the beginning. Verse 16. It says, I pray, NLT, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resource, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. If believe, if you believe the exceeding greatness of his power, Means that he's going to answer the prayer if you believe. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah, somebody. In the place of prayer, sir, we are not asking for permission. In the place of prayer, you're not asking for permission. In the place of prayer, you're exercising power. You're not asking permission. Like, will you heal? Will you? Will you heal? That's not what you're doing in the place of prayer, ma'am. That's not what we are doing in the place of prayer. We're not asking, will you? The Bible lets us understand he has already. He has done it. The exit, I mean, I think I've proved it enough if I was in the court of law. You know I love the court of law. I should have been a lawyer, man. Should have been a lawyer, man. 
Don't you agree with me, Dami? I should have been a lawyer. Oh, my God. Maybe it's not too late. I mean, you know, we'll see. <laughs> it might not be too late. Pastor said, you know what? <laughs> I, I, I just need you right here. Praise God. Just, 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 I don't need you studying all this other stuff. Just, you know, praise God. I should have been a lawyer. I would have been a good lawyer. Oh, my God. The Bible is letting us understand that he, he says by his stripes we are healed. So in the place of prayer, we're not asking permission. We're taking authority. We're exercising power. We're what? Exercising power. Like I command you. That's the kind of prayer that we should be praying. Not, Lord, Lord, if you can, if you will, if you could, he has. He has what? He has done it. Because the Bible says uh, on the cross of Calvary and all the things he went through even before the cross, uh, we receive uh, that yes. So it's not a matter of, Lord, do you want to do it? He wants to do it because he died for you. If he died for you, do you think he wants you to be sick? No. The problem is us. Let's remove us out of the way. Let's stop thinking we are so important. We are not important in the equation. Not that you're not important. You're important enough for him to realize, baby, you just can't do it. I got you. For Jesus, you cannot do it. I got you. That's what that means. I got you. You, can, you are important enough for him to say, I got you. But you're not important in how he gets it done. You're not important in how he gets it done. He doesn't need you to get it done. He got it all by himself. My God and my Savior is bad all by himself. He can do bad all by himself. That is the new good for those that might be religious listening. Not here. That might be listening to me online. Bad is the new good. How can you say Jesus is bad? Bad is the new good. Hallelujah. He can do bad all by himself. He don't need you. You ain't all that. Praise God. Your righteousness is filthy. And you did good. You didn't even lie for 24 hours. And you still filthy. You still filthy. So do yourself a favor and do the whole world a favor. Take on his righteousness and be bold in the place of prayer. Be bold to command. Be bold to do all the things that you are supposed to do. The Bible lets us understand that we are in charge. Everything that we bind on this earth is bound in heaven. If we say it must happen, then God says it must happen in heaven. If we say it's not happening, then it will not happen in heaven. In heaven, the Bible says whatsoever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. That's authority. That's power. His exceeding power at work in us. The exceeding power is what allows us to be able to bind on earth and is bound in heaven to loose on earth and is loosed in heaven. He has given you power. Stop acting like you don't have power. Stop begging like you don't have power. Stop in the place of prayer. Stop asking for power.
nation must change, exercise authority in the place of prayer. Don't allow yourself to be in the way. Take yourself out of the way because the answer is yes every day, all day. Don't allow someone to lie to you that the reason why you're not healed or the reason you didn't get into med school or the reason you didn't get into pharmacy school is because he didn't want you there. He says, I have given you all power. It's at work. It's at work. You're not asking for permission. He's given you authority. You have dominion on this earth. Dominion over everything that God has ever created. I'm in charge. When I say it goes, then it goes. If I say it doesn't go, it doesn't go. If I say, people wonder how do I go to Nigeria and I go to dangerous places. If I say, Boko Haram will not operate while I am the land of Nigeria, then they will freeze. They will not operate because I understand that I have dominion on this earth. I am in charge on this earth and he exceeded abundantly, went above and beyond. Not only do I have authority on this earth, I have authority in heaven because he says, if I bind it here, then it's bound in heaven. If I loose it here, then it's loosed in heaven. When I come to the place of prayer, I don't come weeping. If I'm weeping, maybe because I know that I have the authority and I'm just emotional. I'm never scared to ask because my asking is exercising power. That Lord, this woman is healed. You exercise authority that has been placed on the inside of you through faith in Jesus Christ. Don't be don't 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 go come to the place of prayer feeling like oh I'm not good enough. Again, is it about you? It's not about you. It's not your righteousness, but his righteousness that is on the inside of you. That's what you need to pull out. Anytime you feel guilty, like oh well, you know, well, well, well. No, there is no well. There is no well. There is no well. You have authority, not because of what you have done, Stanley, but because of what he did for you. Receive your gift. Stand with me this morning and just hold out your hand. I receive my gift. I receive my inheritance. I receive my breakthrough. That I am bold in the place of prayer. I'm not asking God for permission. He said I am the one in charge. I have dominion. I am telling the situation. I'm not asking my God for permission. He's given me permission. When he died on the cross, he gave me permission. He gave you permission. My heart cry is that believers will stop. We've lost too much, my sister. We've lost too much to thinking, oh, I did it, I did it, I, I, I. You're not important in the equation. 
I, 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 we lost so much thinking we couldn't ask, we couldn't command it towards ourselves. When I started reading this, my mind changed. I never got to a situation not believing. But it's not just me, it's each and every one of us. We must believe in the place of prayer that it is done. We are exercising power to say, power, come on, line up, line up. In Jesus' name, so shall it be. Father, I thank you. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.